This is episode seven with Jeevan Singh. Hello, loves. Welcome to the Rise Collective. I'm Phoenix, a holistic business strategist, brand visionary, and intuitive guide. In this podcast, we'll be exploring how to create a thriving, sustainable business by doing the work that lights up your soul. Each episode is filled with practical and spiritual tools to support you through the ups, downs, and tumultuous turns of creating a successful business. I believe we're all here to rise. This podcast is soul medicine for your unique path. Hello, dear ones, all the healers and visionaries, coaches, inspiration followers, change makers, and all those doing potent work in the world. Welcome. I'm so honored you're here. This is such an inspiring conversation. I literally say that in every introduction. And All of the conversations are so inspiring. I get so lit up by each person that I bring on to this podcast. It is such a passion project, and I can't wait for you to meet Jeevan Singh, my incredible guest. She is going to share all of her wisdom around healing our bodies, connecting with our pelvic bowls, and exploring another way of running a business that is very embodied. Jeevan Singh is a Portland-based doctor of East Asian medicine, a somatic pelvic healer, and an embodied business mentor. Her life's work is guiding women and gender-diverse babes back into the sanctuaries of their bodies to reclaim their birthright of embodiment, aliveness, and wholeness. And I will say that connecting with my body, my pelvic bowl specifically, has been so transformative in my own life. I'll share more about this on the episode. But honestly, I was blown away by the impact of going really deep into this space with a pelvic healer and witnessing the results in my life and in my business. This has been an area that has been so shut down for so long. I was really disconnected. I held a lot of negative beliefs and awakening it and healing it has impacted my confidence, my sense of power, safety, boundaries, money. I mean, so many areas and it is directly impacted how I run my business, which makes sense, right? It's all connected. Our bodies, the energetics, the beliefs that we hold and how it can really impact or limit us from fully showing up in our business. So it makes so much sense that Jeevan shifted the focus of her healing work to expand out and really support healers and visionaries with their businesses. So she has so much to share with us. And seriously, she is the sweetest human. I can't wait for you to virtually meet her. Together, we dive into the way our bodies tell stories and hold beliefs, the energetics of our pelvic bowls, and all of the wisdom within. 
our relationship to money and how it's directly related to our pelvic bowls. Jeevan will share a personal story of how some serious healing led to her first five-figure month. We'll talk about practices that you can use to support balance and healing, things that you can do in your own space at home that you can integrate into your life, the ritual of bleeding and really a reframe on bleeding. It was a big reframe for me as someone who has always felt such negativity towards that time of the month and it really shifted how I look at it and still does since our conversation. So that was really beautiful. And really aligning with the energy of our menstrual cycles or the moon cycles if you don't bleed and how this can assist us in planning your business. So we'll share some ideas, some thoughts, and how we've shifted our own businesses to really align with this. So there is so much goodness and please take a walk, enjoy, take a drive wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And let's dive in. Welcome, Jeevan. Thank you. I'm so honored you're here and we can have a beautiful conversation today. Hmm. Thank you for having me, Phoenix. I am really excited to be here. Hmm. Amazing. Before we dive into all of the juiciness of this conversation, I just want to begin with a really simple question to get to know you a little bit more intimately. How do you begin your day? Hmm. I love this question. And actually, it has changed Uh, Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. Well, ever since the pandemic hit and Mm -hmm. I've been home all the time. I've been really into deep cleaning. (laughs) Mm, I love it. Deep cleaning my home, deep cleaning my virtual space, deep cleaning in my business. And so I've been reading Mari Kondo's blog, and she talked about her morning ritual. Oh. Yeah. and, And it's so beautiful and simple. And I've borrowed it. Thank you, Mari Kondo. But she wakes, she says that in the morning she wakes up, gets her kids up, and then she'll open the windows in her house and light a stick of incense mm. and say a prayer for the day. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I've been coming into my office in the mornings, opening the windows, lighting incense pulling a tarot card, and then sitting down and writing out my schedule for the day. Mm. Ooh, I love it. It's like it blends the two sides, right? Like the strategic, but also this spiritual side. Yeah, there's something so sweet about starting the morning with fresh air coming in and really moving energy in the space. So that's felt really good. That's what I've been doing each morning. Mm, thank you for sharing that. I love it. Yesterday, I I just spontaneously had the call to open up all my windows and sage my whole house. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I will say that it was homegrown sage from my mom's land. I know mm. that there's a lot of information about sage right now, so I want to be 
not promoting the, um, yeah. The use Side of note. white sage. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And over harvested and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so powerful. I think setting the stage for our day and also in our business and in our life, like really clearing out, creating space and being really intentional with our energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so nice that in the morning, like getting to to start with a clean slate. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I'm going to borrow that. I also need to check out her website. It's so good. And <laughs> don't look at the shop. There's really cute okay. things in it. <laughs> Do, not Do not open the shop. <laughs> I love it. So for those of you who don't know you, I'm curious for you to share a little bit about how you came into the work that you're currently offering in the world. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting to think about our stories and where our stories begin. Mm. And for me, it's just such a strong part of my orientation to myself and to the world to bring in my identities and who I come from. Mm. So my dad was an undocumented immigrant from northern India, and my mom was a second-generation Ecuadorian Puerto Rican woman growing up in New York City. Wow. Yeah, and that's where they met. And I do think that part of my story really begins in that experience of being from a family of immigrants, of recent immigrants, and all the ways that folks of color, that people who've arrived newly to this country have to be really innovative in how Mm -hmm. they make money and how they survive. And so... My family actually had a business when I was little. I was like 10 years old. And in Poughkeepsie, New York, we had a Indian grocery store called Health Nut. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Health Nut? So Health Nut. It's so cute. <laughs> and it was my uncles and my dad. And they put so much work into it. And my dad was still working full-time at his job. And it was like a really big project and a family project. And the business failed. I mean, nobody Mm -hmm. came because it was not in a prominent location. And I'm sure there are lots of reasons why. But um, yeah. And what was like the health? Was it directed towards you know, more a healthier lifestyle, natural food? No, I think oh, it was okay. just a play on words. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in at least my experience with my culture, there's like, yeah, a lot of like sayings and kind of like, you know, phrases that, that sound nice. And and it was basically just Indian spices and um, okay, an oh, Indian grocery so store, which, which is healthy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's nothing. It wasn't like a health food store or anything. And so even the name, I mean, it's right. like interesting. <laughs> Confusing marketing, perhaps. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. And to like see them put just so much like love, sweat, and tears into wanting to create something for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And 
And I would say like all of my family in that way has been very innovative. And so that really kind of set the stage for me as a young person of witnessing kind of out of the box thinking and getting to pave your own way. And it also, though, kind of, you know, because the business didn't keep going, there is so much in my parents' story around survival Mm, and just doing the job you have to do in order to pay the bills and help your family and survive in this country. So I kind of had both growing up of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like I can, you know, I can go out, I can do things out of the box and I need to like survive. And that probably means having like a regular nine to five job. And so, you know, with that, it took me a long time to find my way in the world. In my 20s, I was a poet and a musician and ended up getting a degree to teach high school English because I thought that's what you have to do as a writer. You need some sort of stable job so Mm -hmm. you can do your art. And oh my gosh, that was like not a good fit for me at all. That was not (laughs) a good fit. And so it really took, you know, my late 20s, I had a series of pretty traumatic events happen. And I won't go into detail here, but there were guns, there was, you know, me getting um, jumped, there was a rollover accident that could have been really terrible, but we walked away from it. Wow. And yeah, all of those, it was like a series of like four or five pretty big events that happened within a two-year period, which was my Saturn return. Oh, it's so intense. Why does it have to be so intense? I know. I know. I know. I met somebody else whose Saturn was in Scorpio, and it was also very intense. I think it was like, yeah, some of us go, go through it. And it really was, I mean, basically at the end of that time, I was faced with this question of like, okay, I have had these opportunities of dying. What what do I want to do with my life? What does mm-hmm. it look like to really like claim my life for myself and not be just passively moving through it? Mm-hmm. And so I thought about going back to school and getting an MFA and writing. And it was like, no, I don't. That's like not where my heart is anymore. I want to do work that is serving humanity in this really direct way. I want to do work that is alleviating suffering on some level. And I want to have freedom in whatever I do. I want to be my own boss. I want to not have – I don't ever want a boss, like somebody else to be my boss again. Yeah. So that brought me to Chinese medicine school where I got a doctorate in East Asian medicine and um, concurrently I did a master's in integrative mental health. And during that time, I started my business doing predominantly womb massage Mm -hmm. uh, during my second year of school. And I'm coming up on starting my sixth year of business. Mm in uh, somatic pelvic healing. And I also do business mentoring for other healers in business. Hmm. Gosh, it's just so 
It's so interesting how I just think that, you know, all of these times in our lives that are a catalyst to transition, to reorient, to shift, you know, and it's all of these beliefs that we carried as a child and how it shapes our work. You know, I'm just so fascinated by our stories and how there for doing any sort of really soul aligned work it is so integrated in our own experience and our own stories and it's just yeah it's so interesting to hear yours and it's so inspiring the work that you're doing in the world mm, thank you yeah i know i feel like that's kind of a big has been a big thing to remember that <laughs> You know, we might be a flowering branch, but we come from a tree that has roots. Mm -hmm. And to kind of remember for myself, it's been really um, powerful to lean into my ancestors and to remember who I come from and where I come from as I do my business, as I do my healing work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So as far as this you know, conversation today. I I was so excited about bringing you on the podcast because of all of this incredible work you do in our bodies and its relationship to business um, and specifically our pelvic bowls. So I'm just excited for you to share more about that as a whole and kind of see where that conversation leads. Mm, totally. So yeah, I offer one-on-one -on -one somatic pelvic healing sessions to folks who are experiencing any sort of imbalance or disconnect or even history of trauma around their pelvic bowls. Mm. And, um, and the reason I call it somatic pelvic healing is because I'm really bringing in, weaving together these different lenses from somatic healing modalities mm -hmm. and East Asian medicine and intuitive healing and then kind of bringing it all into the space of the pelvic bowl. And so folks come to see me uh, for so many different reasons, you know, so for some people it's because they have really intense menstrual pain. And over time, as we work together, sometimes we find that the root of the pain is, is often a combination of things, but sometimes it's not until we kind of hit on that deeper emotional level mm -hmm. that things really begin to shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I would say this is kind of true for all the work I do with healers and with folks who are doing their own healing that I really come from the lens of our bodies as whole systems, mm -hmm. that we're not separate mind, body, spirit, but that we're actually this integrated, beautiful, orchestrated whole, and that we, you know, our pelvic health, our physical health can't be separated from our emotional well-being our emotional well-being is inseparable from our thoughts and mental well-being. That is all just really interconnected and mm -hmm. informs one another. So yeah, that's how that work looks a little different is that it's not just like 
me doing, for example, womb massage with somebody, but really getting to sink into the experience and often through mindfulness, getting to explore what's being held in the tissues Mm -hmm. and what kinds of stories or patterns are operating at the subconscious level. Mm. So good. (laughs) Yes, I love it so much. Um, So that's one big piece of the work I do. And then the other piece that has really been emerging over the last year has been mentoring, taking that embodiment piece and and supporting other healers in business who want support that is different than what than what's typically out there for business support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I offer a um, right now it'll be a five month program called Sacred Fire, and we work through the different chakras, the different energy wheels of the body, but actually like. Also working through the body, starting at the pelvic bowl, at the root, in order to heal ourselves and our businesses. It's so amazing. It's, yeah, there's, I love you and I because we're both rebellious when we look at business and how we're leading our businesses and really rejecting these conventional models of running our business, especially in the beginning where there are so many shoulds or people telling you to follow a formula or to do this or that and getting so disconnected from our own deep trust and all of the wisdom that we carry and just the energetics of running our businesses. It's just such a beautiful, holistic way of doing that work. And it goes so well with with the healing work. You know, it's so related. Yes. And I and I would say, you know, all of the work that I offer is all about you getting to be in your you-ness. Mm. Yeah, like a person really getting to work from the world, from their integrity, from their core, and moving from that place rather than what's imposed from the outside and trying to shape around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just so inspired and love that you offer so many online options and online courses because I think that is such a big block for people to step into that world and to be comfortable with technology and to be creating (laughs) in the online spaces. And you do it so well. You show up in person in such this deep, incredible way, guiding people And you create these amazing online courses. So it's just, it's a really amazing blend that that you can be both, especially for healing work, like how to translate the richness of that experience into online. Um, So I just, I really admire that. How how is that experience diving into creating online courses? I, yes, I'm like the queen of creating so many things to my detriment sometimes because I'm, yeah. I just love creating. And it's, yeah, I just, I mean, I think it speaks to that innovative part of me that just loves that you can just create whatever you want. Like, yeah, yeah, like if you mm. want to create a just, a mini course, or if you just want to like share, you know, I just led a 
virtual um, group pelvic steam, herbal pelvic oh, steam what? online oh with people from all over the world. And there was like almost 40 people who signed up and it was, oh my gosh, it was so amazing on Zoom. Wow. And I got on to Zoom. like on Zoom and we got to see each other's steam setups and herbs that we were using and hmm. like and they got to ask questions, and then I guided them through a meditation, a pelvic bowl meditation, while we all steamed, including me. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so special. So Were people just in robes or towels? Yes. A weird question, but yes, it was awesome. And I was like, "Oh my gosh! Of course, you can turn off your camera if you yeah. want privacy." And like, and people were also most of them turned it off by the time the meditation came, but. They were just yeah. like, it was so cool. And I just think in this time of pandemic, in this time of physical distancing, that yeah. there's so many ways. Uh, I mean, it's different. It's different to connect online. And yeah. there are ways to do it that feel true to you. So I'm actually creating right now, I'm going to be launching soon a new just very small offering called creating your rad online offering. <laughs> um, because so many folks have asked me, so many people have reached out over the last few weeks and asked like, how do I do that? How do I yeah. take my work to the virtual space in a way that feels really exciting and uplifting? Mm. So yeah, I'm really, I'm excited to support people with that. Absolutely. I think it's so needed right now, especially in the healing community for all those who have been, you know, primarily just focusing on in-person one-on-one. How do we bring that online? How do we still create this feeling of safety and this beautiful container? And if you can do it with pelvic steaming, I mean, I feel like you can do it with anything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that. And and for those who aren't familiar with pelvic steaming, could you just give a quick little Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, still yeah. a new a newbie. Totally. Oh my gosh. Pelvic steaming is a an ancient practice from many places all over the world that supports your pelvic health and your energetic health of your pelvic bowl mm. by creating a an herbal tea that you essentially sit or squat over. Mm. Um, so just like you might create, you know, if you have a cold and you're like making a steam for your face to clear your sinuses, this works the same way, but you're steaming your vagina and yeah. your pelvic and your pelvic floor. Wow. Yeah. And it has, I mean, I've just seen some really, you know, even this, this group steam, which was a little bit like wild because I'm like, yeah, we're just in real time kind of figuring out how to do it. And but the feedback I got was so profound. And even folks who'd experienced sexual trauma, um, mm -hmm. having some really beautiful, profound healing from steaming because it is wow. so gentle and, oh my gosh, and it's so cool to work with plants in that way. Hmm. Yeah. And I also teach on steaming. So that's one of the kind of healing offerings that I, um, that I do from time to time. Mm. Wow. And it's so empowering too, 
you know, it's like practices we can bring into our own life and do on our own. Totally. And actually, I have a scene, not to keep talking, like all the things I offer, but I think you do. A zine that, gosh, I would love to share a a code with your audience because I do have a digital version up now. Yeah. It's on my website. It's the first time. You know, I've never wanted to offer it digital because I usually um, print it, but it's up now digitally because I want people to have access to it while they're at home. And yeah, and it just walks you through how to do it at home. Ooh, I love it. Yes. I will put that in the show notes on the page. So grab that. Yeah. I'm so curious about steaming as a whole. I have yet to dip my toes in that arena, but I have been doing a lot of pelvic work over the last four months with someone one-on-one. And it's just been so incredible and so powerful, more than I could have imagined, you know, this whole space uh, that I hadn't tapped into that I think I had really shut down for so long. Hmm. What did you notice, Phoenix? I'm I'm curious to hear what, what came out of that work for you. I think the big, I'll just share the sort of biggest kind of tangible effects of that. I think creating boundaries, really understanding where my energy is and what's okay. So almost a sense of like power, which was really, and it just was happening sort of naturally. I suddenly was like, hmm nope, this doesn't feel okay. This feels okay. I can say yes to this. I can say no to this. And then started to correlate that with all of this pelvic work I was doing. And also just a sense of confidence around my sexuality and being a woman out in the world. And for so long, feeling feeling a lot of fear to, to be sexual, really. Like, and that comes, you know, when I say that kind of, it's like more the energetics of just being really this like confidence or even wearing like low cut things. You know, I I think I picked up so much that I just didn't feel safe in that space. So I will say that shortly after I did this really powerful session with this woman, that following week, I never get hit on ever. I am just energetically not open to it and I'm married and I was at this coffee shop and this guy started chatting me up and I was so confused I was like is he actually hitting on me and then he asked for my number and I was so shocked and I was like I don't I'm in a relationship but but tell me about yourself and maybe I can link you up with someone else <laughs> so resourceful, more networking. The connector inside, more the Gemini connector, connector was yes. like, oh, okay, you're a nice guy. But it was just, it was really interesting just to notice um, once we sort of, we develop a feeling of safety in our bodies and yeah. this connection to this center that how I was showing up in my life energetically sitting at a coffee shop was very different. Yes. Yeah. So it was really powerful and and just I don't yeah, I could go on and on, really. Those Ooh. are those are two examples around what shifted for me. Really valuing myself, I think, was another big one. So yeah, just 
I think that I went to get the work in more like preparing my womb for fertility mm-hmm. and was really thinking more about the physical, you know, the massage and and yes, the energetics, but I had no idea the profound impact that it would have in my life. Mm, I love hearing that so much and yeah, yeah, that I mean, yeah, everything you're saying is exactly um, what I work on with folks, you know, just themes of, yeah, boundaries and personal power, Mm. um, themes of pleasure and creativity. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't mention that too, but yeah, creativity, freeing up that space. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And and then like stability and safety Mm. right there at the pelvic Floor and and I love what you said about sexuality because I just think when and that's another theme too like when we're in our sexual power we're in our vitality mm. we're in our unapologetic like juiciness yeah just like here I am like I am radiant I am a badass and yeah and it's coming from my innate like worthiness as a human being on the planet, not mm. from like external validation. It's like this real inner strength and beauty. Mm. And I don't know, I just love that you named that because it is so empowering and such a different, such an incredible way to heal around sexual wounding mm. as women who who have lived in the world that has yeah. not always been safe for us. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so amazing. Oh, I just, yeah, I love that you're doing that work. And it's so related to running a business, too. Yes. Like, there are all these big themes that, you know, around like safety and creativity and money and boundaries and pleasure, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, opening that space and tapping into that space is. I can just see it being so powerful. I love that you weave that into running the business. What are, like, I just am curious, like, what are some of the things that you noticed with, you know, as you're mentoring people or in your own life, like the effects of that? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, so this round of Sacred Fire, we are moving through the chakra system and we all started at the root. So right at the base of the pelvic bowl. And, you know, there's so much there. Everyone in the program was like, I could have spent another like three months just at the root. You could just do the root. Just do the root. (laughs) Just do a whole program on the root because it's so much. This is Mm. so huge in our businesses on so many levels. But what's coming to mind is, that same confidence that kind of lets us be in the world and like wear what we want to and shine. Mm. That's like the same vitality that we want to bring into our businesses that we want to show up on social media or the ways we communicate with others from this place of getting to just be unapologetically ourselves. Yes. Yeah. To be like rooted in our own unique magic to be able to, I don't know if you felt like this, Phoenix, but I know for me, I've definitely felt the difference between like 
putting myself out there and being kind of like, ah, you know, and feeling like shame and fear and all the mm-hmm. things, which is so human and so normal. Mm-hmm. But And then also like feeling in my root and just mm-hmm. like, and feeling how much more easeful that is mm. to communicate to kind of just like not give a shit, you know, oh, what someone completely. else thinks. And <gasps> yes, right. And I think so much of that, just like I look to plants as such teachers. And if some, if a plant's roots are not, you know, firmly in the ground, you can just kind mm. of push it over and it comes yeah. rooted. So our pelvic bowls are such a such a strong foundation point for us in our businesses. Hmm. Yeah, I I feel that. I remember <laughs> after one session that I did in person, we wrapped up and I just started like dancing. I don't dance in public. I have a lot of discomfort around dancing and moving and working on it. It's <laughs> And I just started, she was like, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel like this. And I started dancing <laughs> and it, and I just didn't care. Like I totally yes. didn't care. And yes. I went and sat at a coffee shop afterward and just started writing. And I remember I posted something on social media. And again, it was this energy of like, I am so juiced up and I feel so comfortable in my body and with who I am that it's such this sense of freedom, which I have, you know, normally I do carry a lot of anxiety and I'm really energetically sensitive. And so to be able to be in that space and to experience it, not to say that like suddenly I was that way all the time, but dropping into that space is, ah, it's so good. Mm, It's so powerful. Oh my gosh. Yes. And yeah, and I feel like there is something, you know, there's so much in that I experience in business world around visioning and manifesting and kind of like being in our upper energy centers. Mm. But in order to really like call down that energy, we need to have some some grounding and rootedness and occupy our own space. I I mm. really think boundaries happens when we are able to really occupy and take up space in our own bodies and in our own energy. Mm, Yeah. And money. Money is the other thing. (laughs) And money. Absolutely. Yeah. What were the some, like, I'm curious what impacts you found in your life for your business or with money with doing this work? Oh my gosh. So many. But I will share... You know, I I also see somebody for womb work, and she's a naturopath, and she's really um, intuitively sensitive, which is great. And I know yours is too. Mm. And back in last summer, early last summer, I was launching a pelvic steaming course online, and I was and I went in for my appointment, and my doctor was feeling my womb, and she's like, "Yeah, it." It's feeling really far back. Hmm. Um, And that's a really normal experience. It's it's called a retroverted uterus. Yeah, that happens to me a lot. Yes, it's really common. It tilts back? Mm -hmm. Is that? Yes. It tilts back. And that's like 
I've even heard like one out of three people have that and my mom had it and most likely Mm. your mom had it. Mm. And it is, you know, from like a Western medical standpoint, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a variation, but from, you know, an energetic and more traditional medicine standpoint, it's, it's really great when our uteruses can be forward enough to be in in alignment with our other Mm. organs. And so she moved it. She moved my uterus (laughs) and it was really gentle and not everyone is gentle in these techniques, but she did in a really gentle way. And she told me, Jeevan, while I'm doing this, I want you to really imagine yourself stepping forward. Mm. Like really imagine like right now, parts of you are holding themselves back. Imagine what it's like to really let your energy step forward as I like physically adjust your uterus Mm, and visualize your uterus coming forward. And so we did that. And I have to tell you, Phoenix, I'm one of those rare people. I'm so blessed. I never get cramps. It's very rare. And I was so crampy the next two days. And it was so Mm. gentle what she did. But I could feel the presence of my womb in the front Mm. of my pelvic bowl for the first time ever. Wow. And I felt so different. And that month was my first month making five figures Mm. in my business. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That is so interesting. (laughs) It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I really do think that there is something – you know, traditional systems of medicine have always known the mind-body connection, but that working in this area can be really impactful for our businesses and for our overall well-being. Hmm. To see something so tangible, did you relate it right away or was it kind of like more subtle? You just naturally were making different decisions and the confidence and the energetics. Yeah, I know. I went back to my naturopath the next month. I'm like, I made the my highest like month last month after you adjusted my uterus. She's like, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say it was both. You know, I was working with a coach who was kicking my butt. And I think mm. that the uterus, the womb work really helped me to stand in my own power mm. and really check in with myself, like what feels good to me and how do I want mm. to move forward? And as I'm getting this little like external push or invitation from my coach, I can't say that I that I would have – I mean, I like to believe that the womb work really helped support me in, in – bringing my dreams into reality mm-hmm. and really like bringing that ener- the energy of that offering to the forefront. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It's those, it's when we, I mean, energetics is so subtle and I really have seen so many times the impacts of energetics and that if we, I just I've just, yeah, I just see two people following the same formula, but if the energetics are different, it's going to have very different results. 
And when we're really in alignment with our energy and connected to our body and making choices from that space that are not mental, that are not fear-based, that are not, you know, around scarcity, that we are making very different decisions and showing up in a very different way. Totally. Yeah. And I love that you named that about just all the places we get to make decisions from because I think we are as an overall culture and in the West and in modern society, we're so disembodied. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, it's really easy to just default to live from the neck up Mm -hmm. and to just kind of go through the world in that way. And I even ask people, like, where, where do you go? How do you answer the question when somebody asks you, how's it going? Like for me, it's like the automatic place is like into my head to answer that, but it's cutting off this whole rest of my body, which has been with me my whole life, which Mm -hmm. has experienced everything that I've ever experienced and which holds a lot of information around just, yeah, patterning and and also invitation to shift and to change and to be in greater integrity with myself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Making decisions from the mind and just I when you said that question, it's like we're so quick to respond to. I think our culture is just so fast. Everything is needing to happen so quickly. And we feel this external pressure and we don't give ourselves a a chance to pause and to drop into our bodies and to have that opportunity and to develop that connection to feel like you can trust your body. Yes. Yeah. And I think, yeah, so much of the work that I do with folks is about returning to our bodies as sanctuaries, as safe places that we get Mm. to deeply connect with and be be alive in that we are yeah we our experiences are happening through our bodies and how do we mm. get to really um, bring our consciousness to our bodies as we live mm. absolutely yeah so I'm curious to like bring it in a really tangible realm what type of practices you give for people who are, you know, working with you in your sacred fire or, you know, really wanting to deepen their connection to their pelvic bowl? Oh my gosh, there are so many. (laughs) And I'll just (laughs) name a few here. But one of the things I really love to offer, especially, I mean, actually to everybody, but specifically with entrepreneurs to really start tracking our menstrual cycles. Mm. And not everybody, and I want to include with people who might not physically bleed, that maybe there's an energetic cycle happening, like with trans Mm -hmm. women, but that, yeah, our cycles, that there is so much wisdom in tracking and noticing how our energy waxes and wanes throughout the month. 
Mm. And and I'm just gonna say here, Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, the we were supposed to record this podcast a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and I was on the first day of bleeding, and I was just wiped out. And I asked mm-hmm. you, Phoenix, like, can we can we reschedule this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and feel I said, so hell yes, yeah, and you said <laughs> hell yes, <laughs> yeah, and so all about and I was like right before I was gonna bleed and I know that mentally my brain isn't as sharp and it's not a time where I want to be outward and you know I'm sure that you feel similar it feels inauthentic to really be like okay I'm gonna you know, really be seen in big ways right now and record this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I woke up that morning and my energy was just so in, like it was all pulled Mm. in and it was not, I wasn't feeling like talking or like being outward. And so I just love yeah, I love that we gave ourselves permission and that you are so gracious to really live by what you and I both believe in, which is running our businesses at the pace of our own bodies. Mm. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I love to offer is to how to really uh, start to track and notice our cycles and then really begin to plan around our own cycles in our Mm. businesses. So that might look like, you know, maybe launching while you're bleeding isn't the best time to launch. (laughs) Maybe if you're like me, bleeding is a time where you're getting a lot of um, kind of downloads from the universe and it's a really great time to journal and to reflect Mm -hmm. and to be slow. I love this about you. I remember when you first shared the beauty of when you're bleeding as someone who's had so much trauma and just a lot of negativity around bleeding and not seeing the value or you know the diff- a different perspective on that and i remember you shared that of all of the clarity that comes through when you're bleeding and it's allowed me to shift during that time to say how can i as someone who's been so attached to productivity and worthiness around productivity and knowing that I needed to take, you know, four days to not be productive and pushing and out was I felt I had so much guilt around it. So when you shared this shift of what if, what if all of this clarity can come through? What if that's, you know, just as important to be really inward and to rest and to sleep and to be in that space and what can come out of that space. It's just as important as the other phases or Yes. Yes. That's so beautiful, Phoenix. And yes, I really see our, the phases of our menstrual cycle, like being like the seasons in nature Mm. and that in nature, nature needs winter in order for spring to come. Mm-hmm. That deep, deep rest state is so important to recharge and to move forward the rest of the month. 
And so that's, yeah, I, I really believe in cycles, whether that's your own menstrual cycle, whether that is seasonal cycles or the lunar cycle. Some people really love aligning with the the waxing and waning of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so much In my there. cycle, my menstrual cycle is it did a radical shift. It's so interesting. I'm curious your thoughts on this on a side note. When I started doing pelvic work, it's been four or five months now. After the first like three months, my cycle radically shifted. It actually got kind of worse. I had this really long cycle and then it shifted and reoriented. So I used to bleed with a full moon and then it shifted. So now I bleed with the new moon. Amazing. Yeah. Interesting. Have you heard of people kind of shifting and reorienting yes 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 oh i I would say nine out of ten people who i work with and we do even folks i've worked with distance that i've never even touched them their cycles Mm. change and and nine times out of ten it's something wacky and unusual that they're like jeevan am i okay and so far (laughs) in these last five years everyone's been okay um And there are a lot of people out there who say that we, that the energy of our bleeding time aligns, syncs up with the new moon energy. Mm. And so that there's um, some sort of preference there to bleed with the new moon. But I really believe that, you know, each of us, that there's, each of us is different. And gosh, somebody told me last year about how, Back in the day, people who bled, that they took care of each other and Mm. that if everyone was bleeding at the same time, you wouldn't have anyone to take care of you or your kids or Mm. the family. So it's actually really important that we get to kind of stagger our bleeding schedules as a community, Mm. which I love. Like the full moon bleeders are being taken care of by the new moon bleeders. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And so however your bleeding schedule is, is awesome for you. And I, Mm. and I just think it's so beautiful that your body responded in such a um, immediate way to the work. Cause to me, that means it's, it's having big effect, which is really incredible. Mm. Yeah, it was a little. I was like, wait, aren't shouldn't I shouldn't things be getting better? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, That's so I, interesting. Totally, I I tell people the first three cycles of working together may be really hard and strange and different, and just give them kind of a heads up because you're right, it can take a while to shift and. And that's really true for our lives in general, right? Like Mm. if in our businesses we've been going, going, going and operating from a certain place to to start to shift into a place that's more aligned with our own bodies and our own amount of energy um, Mm -hmm. is not always easy. Mm, It's not. And even, you know, coming back to us canceling the first recording of this podcast a couple weeks ago, we're shifting how we show up in our businesses and we, we have to be rebels because there's so much pressure of, you know, sticking to the calendar or checking that box or I don't know. There's just 
there's so much, so much pressure yeah. to to not say, you know, I'm gonna cancel everything today because that's what my body's asking for. Yes. Yes. And I almost, you know, I tell my clients and I've been trying to do this of giving friends and colleagues a head heads up that while you're bleeding, that if you're scheduling anything in that time frame, that it might not that you might cancel it last minute mm. and that it's not being flaky. That is you mm. really respecting your body. And it's been actually amazing. I would say that like most of my clients who struggle with menstrual pain have come back and said to me, wow, Jeevan, you know, this month I really, I did what you suggested and I like canceled everything and I stayed home on my heavy day. That was, that's usually really painful. And the cramps were like not as bad as they usually are. Mm. Oh, wow. I love hearing that. Yeah. Anyway, so I could talk all day about that, but a few, but I'll just name a few other practices quickly so that folks can go check these out. I love to share about holistic pelvic care which is intravaginal and energetic, hands so hands-off and hands-on work that was developed by a Portland-based physical therapist named Tammy Kent. And holistic pelvic care is so awesome. She's done such a wonderful job of really integrating like physical and energetic healing at the root through the pelvic mm-hmm. bowl. Um, so I offer that work and I'll I teach people how to do it on themselves, how to do something called pelvic mapping or vaginal mapping, which is basically going into your own pelvic floor, either through mindfulness, kind of through visualization or through hands-on touch and doing self-healing work there. I also love to incorporate pelvic steaming. And before the whole pandemic hit, I was going to facilitate an in-person pelvic steam for my Sacred mm-hmm. Fire clients. Castor oil packs are really great, especially mm-hmm. right now in springtime. Um, it's a really great kind of way to cleanse and revitalize our mm-hmm. organs and I love applying, I make a ginger cardamom castor oil that I put over my womb and my ovaries and it's so lovely. I love the ginger cardamom. Can you, I have castor oil in my cabinet right now. Can you make your own blend? Yes, you can make your own blends. And I would say, depending on your constitution, some people have more heat in their systems. Some people have more cold. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's menstrual pain, there is sometimes cold in the womb. And so mm-hmm. using warming herbs, or you could even just put like a drop, one drop of ginger essential oil and mm-hmm. mix it with the castor oil and put it on your low belly. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. And I didn't know it was associated with spring too. Well, yeah. So castor yeah. oil... It usually, you know, traditionally it's been used over the liver to detoxify the liver. And in Chinese medicine, the liver goes with the wood element, which goes with spring. Mm. And so when I think of castor oil packs, I think of it as a real um, great kind of 
spring cleansing renewal sort of practice, but you can do it with your menstrual cycle any time of the year um, and any time of the month, except for when you're bleeding or if you're Mm. pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Or if you think you might be pregnant, just because it's really moving uh, and it's really cleansing. And if you're pregnant, you want to, you want to, if you're pregnant, you don't want to cleanse. You don't want to cleanse. You don't want to move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to replenish and nourish. And so, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great practices. Thank you for sharing those. Hmm. Such goodness. Well, let's maybe bring the conversation towards a close with a couple of questions that I would love to ask you and have you just share from your just really full, rich experience of running a business. And uh, so the first one is what has been the biggest challenge or one of the biggest challenges with running your business? And how have you worked with this? If there was a tool or a practice? Yeah, I would say my biggest challenge has been really trying to find that balance between my excited kind of the fire in my system that feels really excited to do and to create and to vision and to say yes. Mm -hmm. And then the water part of me that needs to rest and replenish and say Mm -hmm. no and hold my own energy. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, I had a really amazing human design reading with you, Phoenix. (laughs) And it just felt so, it was so impactful because I'm a manifesting generator. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and I feel like a, like, Everything you said about manifesting generator, I'm like, oh my God, yes, that, that's me. <laughs> that it just, yeah, you, something that you said was that I can be really quick to say yes because I have, yeah, I have a lot of energy and a lot of yes energy and that I'm really in creative process. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to honor my own energy and my own, um, boundaries around energy and time Mm. Mm -hmm. and you know it was such just kind of as an aside on that note it was such a reframe I think it was in Kate Northrup's do less book she Mm. talked about instead of making a to-do list and having like the things on there prioritizing making a to-do list based on how much energy you have versus how Mm. much time you have Mm, I don't, I read that book. I really loved it. And I don't remember that, which is one of my challenges. So maybe I just like didn't want to hear it. Yes. Well, I'm here <laughs> to remind you because it really impacted me and it felt so close to our reading and kind of what mm. you told me that I think that's been my biggest challenge is to shift out of how much time do I have? Because mm-hmm. I, things always take way longer than I think they will Mm. to how much energy do I have? Mm. And that that can fluctuate throughout the month, you know? So I love that even like bringing it full circle to the beginning that you are starting each day with creating a list because I often will create a week 
a weekly list, right? And then it could come to Wednesday and you're like, I've actually expended all of my energy, yes. you know? And so it's really taking into account that maybe the beginning of the week you were at a different time, you were at a different space, you had a full tank, yeah. maybe you were in a different phase of your menstrual cycle and how you actually feel at the end of the week. It's just being really present. Yes. Mm. Yeah, being really present and also like getting to set up systems for ourselves that help us to step away, that help yeah. us to end at four o'clock or whatever the end of the day yes. is. That's been the biggest challenge for me is like putting the brakes on business and I totally burnt out. We were talking about burnout before we started the podcast and that's something that I've experienced too. And yeah. just having to reclaim my energy and be a kind creator and boss in my business to myself yes. has been um, one of the biggest learnings that I'm continual, continually learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love all of that. All of that. And human design is such a, a cool amazing tool for understanding our energy so yes. yeah oh my gosh i yeah thank you for offering human design to the world because it's so it's so important it's so useful yeah it really has transformed how i run my business and so i was so excited to discover it i really just want everyone to understand human design, whether they work with me or look it up or, you know, learn about it. It's so, so powerful. So the last question is if you could give business owners out there any wisdom or advice from your journey, uh, what would it be? Hmm. I would say that, you know, there's so much there's so many formulas out there and so many strategies and so many ways to do business that while all of that is valuable and helpful to just start with you doing you mm. to, to really get to sink into who you are, to really get to move from your authenticity to move from what makes you the special, incredible, unique you in the world and to let your business get to thrive from that deep place. And that's really what Sacred Fire is all about, is getting to identify what that is in ourselves mm -hmm. and then let that get to guide us in our businesses. Because, you know, all, all the formulas can be out there, but if we're not in our if we're not really owning our own power and our own magic in our businesses, mm -hmm. then it can feel flat and we can get burnt out and mm -hmm. not be really being guided by our own North Stars. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm curious to share for everyone out there who wants to connect with you, where you hang out, where they can find you, and what projects or programs you have in coming up, just even what you shared about Sacred Fire. It just sounds so incredible. So I'd be curious when you're going to be launching the next one. Yes. So I launched a brand new program this year called Sacred Fire. 
and it's a four-month intimate business circle for visionary healers in small business. And one thing that I really love about it is that it takes an inside-out approach to being in our businesses. And it's really looking at the opportunity for personal growth and personal cultivation through being in small business. You know, so many of us, so much of our stuff comes up when we have to put ourselves out there. And so I've really noticed that while there are so many resources on how to do the practical aspects of running your business, there's not a whole lot on doing the inner work and really getting to work through the subconscious blocks through these barriers that are happening internally to being successful in our small businesses. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be launching the second round of it in just a few weeks at the end of June, probably. And yeah, the, this last round was so amazing. Uh, the participants all said that it was really life-changing. So I'm really excited to offer it again. And then in terms of where folks can find me, they can go to my website. It's jeevansing.com. And I think that, Phoenix, you're going to have that in the show notes. And um, yeah, and when folks sign up for my newsletter, they'll get a little something special that I am still working on. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and I would love if folks want to reach out and they can also sign up for the waitlist for Sacred Fire on my website. Thank you so much for sharing. I'll put all of that information on the show notes page as well so you can find those links and definitely check Jeevan out in all the spaces she shows up on Instagram in such a beautiful way too. If you just want to follow her there and hear some beautiful advice about life and business and our bodies and also learn about her chickens and goats and <laughs> all of the other things that she has in her magical life on an urban farm. <laughs> and I'm just so grateful for you to show up here and share all of this wisdom. And it's just been such a joy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much, Phoenix. And I hope that you have a really beautiful day. Mm, you too thank you thank you thank you for listening loves you can find the show notes over on my website phoenixrose.co and if you've resonated with this episode i'd be so grateful if you subscribed and left a review this allows the podcast to get out into the world also, a quick update in my world. My books are currently open for a limited number of new private clients. If you're craving support in your business, you're looking to align, start something new, drastically shift things, I would love to support you. My approach blends seven years in brand identity and business strategy, along with training in human design, Reiki energy healing, and 
and spiritual practices. And I'm honored to support women all around the world in embracing their authenticity, rising into their power, and truly thriving. You can find more details and apply through my website, again, phoenixrose.co. All right, such love to you all out there.